Hey, everybody, welcome to today's episode of Big Beautiful Badasses. I have such a badass with me today. Trinette is a prime example of living unapologetically. And we're going to get into that in just a minute. But if you like what I'm doing, if you want to keep this going, please go over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash this fat girl life. You all already know I, I live on coffee. That is my life juice. It sustains me. Coffee keeps me out of jail. Coffee is everything for me. So if you go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash this fat girl life, you can follow me there at no charge. And you can get all the updates of what I'm doing, my book, guests, all of that, because that's where I post first. But if you become a member for $5 a month, you also get my guided journals and all of that free of charge that's included in your membership you can't even buy a cup of coffee at starbucks for that so go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash this fat girl life trinette thank you so much for being here today i'm so excited for this conversation thank you so much for inviting me on your platform i'm excited to be here of course you know we're going to talk today about living unapologetically. You know, in, in this fat girl life right here that I live, I see it all the time. We are expected to apologize for taking up too much space, for asking for a larger size of clothes, for asking for a better seat in a restaurant. Hell, we're expected to apologize for existing. But Trinette, like I said, is a prime example of how to live out loud and unapologetically. So Trinette, before we really get into this, why don't you tell everybody just a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I'm Trinette Larva. Um, I'm a registered nurse and I'm a native to South Florida. I still live in South Florida. I am a mom and I am a huge proponent for um, being healthy, curvy, and fit. I love that. And I love that you brought up, you know, being healthy and curvy because so many people make the assumption that to be healthy, you have to be like a size two. And that is so not the case. You can be healthy at any size. So, I mean, is that something that as a plus size woman, you've come across like any negative pushback? Um, so, of course, you know, uh, you know, the narrative in the U.S. Um, is all about um, weight. And so um, there is a lot of negative pushback on curvy fitness, period. Um, that's something that has continually been there um, and more than likely will always be there um, because it's threaded through the narrative, not only through uh, healthcare, but um, just in every industry period. Um, and so what I find very interesting about that, uh, I do get pushed back, but I don't lose any sleep over it. And I really could care less. Uh, I just, you know, I wouldn't give two tears in a bucket um, to that because I also know that a lot of that is about, um, creating a consumer and creating um, a feeling of inferiority in women um, so that they can continually keep 
dangling a number above them for them to reach for when if anybody ever takes the time to look at the definition of exercise <laughs> um you will understand that every single body needs exercise and it's so that you can be living um effective and efficiently in your body um that is what exercise is and it is not weight dependent i i love that you said that and i i'm telling you right now I am stealing that two tears in a bucket. That I love that. I am so going to steal that from you. I'm just making that public right now. Okay. <laughs> but I, I love the basic attitude you have. I mean, you are very unapologetic about it. And I absolutely love that. There's so much to learn from that. Because I think once we start hitting that spot where we are not, feeling inferior, where we are not feeling like we are in the wrong for mm -hmm. existing, mm -hmm. that changes the whole narrative. It changes the dynamic. Yeah, it, it really does. Um, but it's, it's something that you have to want for yourself. Um, and it's something that you have to personally, you know, go on that journey um, to seek after. Right. It takes a lot of internal um, work in order to do that self-reflection, that self-healing and that self-forgiveness. Right. Um, and you have to actually believe that you're valuable as a person, period, um, and that you're worthy as a person, period. Um, and so there's no need for me to apologize uh, for existing because I'm here on purpose and for a purpose. Um, and so there's no need uh, to not take up the space that I've been designated to take up because there's no one else that can do what I do or else my voice would not be here. Um, and so I have to live in authenticity um, and not being apologetic for who I am. You know, I believe everyone has their own designated um, you know, print that they have to leave into the world. Um, and I can't leave a print into the world if I'm sitting around conforming um, to the idiocy and the imbeciles um, that <laughs> have created a narrative that is absolutely false. And uh, God, like, I'm loving this. I'm so loving this. Now, the person I'm looking at today. Yes. Did she always exist? Throughout all your life, were you always this confident and apologetic? So that's a really good question. So this person um, emerged. <clears throat> so um, actually, um, I was involved. I think I told you I was involved in a flip over truck accident um, September 1st, 2016, and uh, with my daughter. And so from that traumatic incident, um, I had time to sat down, like we like to say, go and sat down and not be consumed in busyness. A lot of times, um, I won't speak for anybody else, just me. I was very busy doing the good things, um, that I had time to neglect my own self and not be doing the inner work that I should have. Um, and so when I was sat down, as we like to say, um, I said, I'm not moving. I'm not doing anything. I want to take this time to heal completely, 
mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, all of the things. And I want to learn every lesson that there is to learn um, because I felt like I wasn't taken from here because it wasn't time. And if it wasn't time, then what more was I supposed to do? And that was to fully walk into my truth. And that was to open up my mouth and be who I was supposed to be. Um, because when I was a younger child, I did not want this body that I was birthed into. Um, I was always a voluptuous, I was a voluptuous baby. <laughs> uh, you know, I was, I always, I was born with the hips and the butt. I came into the world with it. Um, and so I had an adult body, you know, being a child. Um, and it, it was not, it was not the cool thing back in the day. That was not, no. that was not the thing. Um, you did not see that. Um, and so I was always active. But it was just like, well, damn, it's like I can't get to where I'm supposed to get to trying to look like someone else. But um, that accident gave me the time to do all of the healing um, and the coming into myself that I needed to be. And I said, when I am on this journey, I'm going to do this thing 100% me for me so that I can show up fully as I am and touch the people who I'm supposed to touch. Because until I do my work and I am being me and accepting who I am, those who are designated to uh, be transformed by my story and seeing me go through it, they, can, they can't get to the next level because I'm not at mine. And so I take it very seriously to you know be on this mission and um, to be confident in who the heck I am. And it's a, it's a continual journey. I feel like healing mm -hmm. is continual. Working on your confidence is continual, you know, being fit, period, that it is a lifetime thing. Um, and so that's what I take it as. But it, it goes very deeply and um, it is a part of my inner being at this point in time. Well, and I love that you took an event that could have been tragic. Yes, ma'am. And it was life-changing. One way or another, it was going to change your life. But you decided that you were going to make it a positive change. So I absolutely love that. And that takes such strength of character on your part. So I think that's amazing. So kudos right there. Now, going through this process, though, because I know there are a lot of women that are not in that place yet. And that's okay. Because we all been there. Every mm -hmm. single one of us been there. Where we are not in that place. So what were some of the baby steps for you? What were some of the easier parts of it? Because it's not an easy journey. It's not an easy process. But what do you think was the easiest part of that? Hmm. Uh, the easiest part... Mm, I would have to say um, being aware and acknowledging that I needed to do the healing work. Um, that would be the easiest thing because until um, you get to that part in it, you're not going to even do anything else. So, um, so that's the first step because we can't change what we don't see as a problem. Yeah. Um, that would, that would be the easiest thing I would say first. Um, and then after that thing, um, the next thing, um, that I did was to, 
um, do some soul searching. Um, you know, I went, I went digging in the Bible. Everybody doesn't have to do the Bible. That's not, you know, that's, you know, that's not your thing. I'm not, do you, everybody got profit. I'm big on that. <laughs> but that's one of the things that I did, um, was to go and look and see as to what the creator said about who I was and what was it that he said that obviously I wasn't living up to. And the next thing after that was to, I started, um writing out affirmations that affirmed who i believed that i was to become and that who i believe existed but i was not up to that level yet i love that i hope that answered oh that definitely definitely does. Okay. i love that you know one of the things that i know is hard and you know so many of us end up having to search for it is finding that support system Mm -hmm. Because when when you take those steps to be unapologetic, mm -hmm. finding those people that are going to support you and back you up and inspire you and help lead the way, it's not always the people you think it should be. Was that the case with you or who, where did you find your support? Um, actually I had support because even before the accident, I was, um, I had been exercising and training. Um, so I still had, um, the, those people, um, who were a part of my support system. My trainer was a part of my support system and, you know, and I had friends and family who were also, um, a part of my support system. This is the thing, though, right? Um, and I think this is where people kind of fall off, <laughs> is you have to understand uh, how far or what the expectation can be for that person's level of support. You can't expect, uh, you know, people to give you a higher level of support when they themselves, you know, they, they don't work on themselves. They don't do personal development. You know, they're not going you know they haven't forgiven themselves for things they're holding on to shame and guilt you have to be realistic in the type of support they can give you they can only give you what they have um and so i've always been big on this just accepting what you can give i know you can only do a i'm only expecting a um and for those um in my in the fitness community of course who are always they're more you know they were more developed and able to help me um on a higher level because that's what they're always working on but you know it was um it was always there was always available there were some people who fell off right mm -hmm. there were some people who fell off who were um because one of the things that's very interesting and you probably know about this too kimberly as you <laughs> As you are, as you are healing and, um, you know, as you're being supported, uh, what I found is that those who were in the outer circle, who I thought that I had closer relationships with, fell off. Mm -hmm. Okay. They fell off uh, because, you know, they were content and satisfied with who I was prior to and not who I was transforming into. Okay, that's not the person that they wanted to befriend. And that's okay. I had to learn to accept that. 
Um, you know, and one of the things that I said in my affirmations was that I will connect to those who are able to handle who I'm becoming. Um, that was one of the, one of my mantras, I guess you could say. And I definitely have, um, you know, connected with people who are on a higher, you know, a higher vibe. People say a higher level, higher vibe, higher elevation. Um, but most definitely, um, that happened. I'm sure you can understand oh, that. 100 percent, 100 percent, Yeah, and it it sucks. I'm I'm not even gonna lie. It sucks in that moment. Now I can look back and be like, you know what? They were there for a season. They were there for a time when I that's what I needed or wanted. But now I'm in this place and this isn't their season. So looking back, you know, hindsight's 2020. And we all know that. Yes. But in that very moment, uh-huh. when you realize these people are not meant for your future, mm-hmm. God, that sucks. That's you the know, only way I can say it. Yeah, it did suck a little bit, but not as much as I thought it would. Um, to be honest, some of those people I knew I should have broken away from prior to that time. True. So True. I've had like, those too. Oh, goodness gracious. I, I just thank you so much for disappearing. I think that helped me. That helped me. Um, <laughs> because at that time, you know, my boundaries weren't as firm. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. So it helped me, you know, like, thank you for, oh, thank you for leaving because I, I really should have before, but I didn't. And those boundaries. When you are finally able to establish boundaries, because that is not something that I, I don't know. I wasn't taught that as a little, as a small child. Right. That's not something that we learn. Now, children now are being taught some of that, but still not to the extent they should. Right. They're taught how to set them, but not how to enforce them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you get to that point where you can unapologetically enforce a boundary. Whew. I got, oh, there are not enough words to describe that feeling. Absolutely. Mm. It is, it is true liberation. It is. It It is. is true liberation. And, um, you know, freedom is a big part of, um, of, of how I love feeling, how I love being, how I love doing, um, and what I love offering to other women. Um, you know, when you are free from, you know, the thoughts of others, free from caring about what's going to be said or not said, I, whew, you, the freedom, um. it feels so good not to give a damn. Okay, it, it really it, does. It, it, it feels oh, wonderful, God. and and this is the thing because people ask me all the time, I don't know how it is that you do what you do and you just don't care. Like one of my friends calls me Team Unbothered, and the reason is because I know that the boundaries that I have are rooted in love. And I know that these boundaries are so that I can stay protected, that I can preserve myself, and so that I can continue to give from a place of overflow, 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I don't need anyone to agree to them. I don't need anybody to validate them. I don't need anybody else to co-sign them because I have said it and that is it and it is done and I am well. Yep. 100%. And I, I love that feeling. I love that feeling. And I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm turning 46 here in a couple of weeks. I still struggle with some areas of boundaries. You know, none of us have arrived where we are 100%, 100% of the time. But when I look at where I am now compared to where I was even five, six years ago, the difference is astounding because I've reached that point where I can set a boundary and I've reached that point where I can look at somebody and say, you know what? I really don't give a fuck. That's correct. I don't care. And just knowing that I can say those words and I don't really care if it hurts your feelings because this is what I need in this moment. I it's just that sigh of relief of I'm content. That's right. You know, you need to fix you. I'm good. And I love it. I mean, that's just the only way to describe it. I love it. Yeah. Now, we just had the holiday season. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, especially for you know, big girls, even big men. That can be a trying time, you know, because you are going to, you know, the different family meals. Now, I really didn't attend a whole lot this year because COVID hit me in November and it kicked my butt. Mm-hmm. So Thanksgiving consisted of me and my husband. That was it. You know, so it's not something that, you know, was even a factor for me. But I saw so many posts in some of the groups that I am part of, of women that were just torn apart emotionally and mentally because of having those large gatherings and getting those side glances Mm -hmm. when they go to eat something and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. What do you say to women in that position? Eat what you're going to eat and keep it pushing. Uh, Really. Eat what you're going to eat and keep it pushing. Um, If you're still tore up about that, then that means you still haven't worked on yourself. That means you still are not secure in you. Because I eat what I want to eat um, and and I keep it moving. People make assumptions about about what I put in my mouth or try to decide how much I should put in my mouth or which table I should eat at and this, that, and the next. Uh, like I said, I don't, I can't worry myself about what you're worried about. Because more than likely, if you're worried about that for me, you're worried about that for you as well. More than likely, you're not securing yourself either. 
more than likely me living free and eating what I want to eat when I want to eat it is something that you desire for yourself, but you're so imprisoned by what these other folk are saying. And more than likely is other women who always trying to uh, sit up here and police what other women put in their mouth mm -hmm. 24 dog on seven because they are not free themselves. Honey, live in your prison and be happy in your prison. I'm living free. And I, you know, invite you all to also deprogram yourself from worrying about what the next, per next person is saying about what's on your plate. Eat what you're going to eat. When you're ready to do something different, you will. And, and if you don't, you won't. I mean, it's, it's, it's your prerogative. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I don't worry about holidays, this day, that day, whatever day. Uh, I'm free to do what I feel like when I want to. Uh, and that's, that's on that, period. And see, for me, I mean, I've, I've been big my whole life. Mm -hmm. As far back as I can remember. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I don't know that, you know, anybody's ever actually said anything or thought anything. But I know for me, it was my own paranoia. Um, a lot mm. of the time um, they're looking at me what are they thinking are they judging me you know but and I would you know limit what I would eat in front of others mm. but the problem with that is you limit that and then when you're alone you binge I see and it really causes a disordered eating pattern it is so, so bad for you. And it, it did, you know, take me getting to that point where you're out of, I'm going to eat what I want to eat. Like we went out to Vegas last year and both times that we've been out there, there, there is a restaurant called Heart Attack Grill. <laughs> oh, wow. Nothing they serve healthy. <laughs> they don't have vegetables. Like it, it is bad. It is, it is not healthy for you if you are trying to be on, you know, a healthy food kick, do not go there. But my God, their chili cheese fries are amazing. Uh -huh. <laughs> and the first time we went, I remember, you know, kind of like, should I really eat like this in front of other people? The second time we went, though, I'm like, no, I want this, I want this, I want this, and let's throw this up on the side, mm -hmm. you know, and I just enjoyed the meal, you know, because that's part of why we eat food. Not only is it to sustain us, but if you do not enjoy what you're eating, mm -hmm. you're not going to continue eating it, one. But it's going to cause other issues right. that you really need to look at. Right. And so I finally have reached that point where I'm eating things simply because I enjoy them. Mm -hmm. Now, do I eat like I ate a heart attack grill every day of my life? God, no, it would kill me. Straight up. But being able to just enjoy what I was eating. Again, there was that feeling of liberation, mm -hmm. that feeling of freedom that came with it. 
And I think the next day, like I had a salad because, you know, I felt, you know, a little bloated after that meal and didn't eat anything else the rest of the day. And the next day I'm like, you know what? I'm really, I, I gotta get some green in me, you know? And I ate a salad that I thoroughly enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But again, it comes down to that enjoyment and that unapologetic aspect of it, of just doing it and not really caring what somebody else thought. And I so wish I could see so many other women doing that. It kills me when I see a woman not do that. I mean, I even get a lie. Yeah, but you know, it's it's all it's all about choices too, you know. It's all it's all about choices. And one thing I I will not, you know, I'm not gonna fight anybody to make a different choice because you're not going to do anything unless it's something that you want to do. And so you know. That's how it goes. Because if I didn't, if I didn't want to heal or forgive myself or go through the job, I wouldn't have had. I didn't have to. Mm-hmm. I really didn't. And so you know, um, it's it's all about our choices, what we decide, who we want to become, because our minds are very powerful, and you have the power to direct it however you want it to be. You have that power. So let's change topic real quick. Talk to me about Curvy Fit. What is Curvy Fit? So being Curvy Fit is, you see those ladies in the back on the paintings? Uh (laughs) Okay, so Curvy Fit is, um, it's about a specific body type. Um, That's what I call curvy. I know people have many different definitions of curvy. Um, Some call them bottom heavy. Some, I call it curvy with hip, with protruding hips and butt. Right. Um, and that comes on different body types, so, uh, body sizes. So you can be curvaceous at a size 30. You could be curvaceous at a size two, um, because no matter where my weight goes, I'm still going to have the same body type. Um, and being fit means that I am um, I'm healthy and everything is working effectively and efficiently. And it means I'm also doing um, the most that I can do in my workouts, right? Um, and it means that I'm going as hard as I can and I am being fit in all areas of my life. But through the fitness um, is how we remain healthy. So that is um, curvy fit. Um, I believe and know, because I walk around with it, that it happens simultaneously, um, and I've had to educate other health uh, care workers. Uh, like I said, I'm a registered nurse. <laughs> and so I've had to educate them as well as uh, my doctors on, um, on what that means. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So now what is your website? So my website is curvyfitchicks.com. Chicks. Curvy Fit chicks. the chicks part. <laughs> <laughs> So, y'all, I'm putting that website on the screen right now. Go to the website. You have merchandise on there. I do. And I I checked out some of the other stuff. There's some amazing pictures of you on there. 
Thank now, you. do you offer online courses? I'm actually launching my first course this year. So, y'all, I I will definitely let you know. Um, I'm very excited about it. Um, my goal is by summer uh, to release this course, and um, it all it'll be around putting yourself as a priority. Love that. So I'm oh. very excited about it. I also um, offer consults as well. So for those who are, um, you know, ready to transition. Um, and they may have different health challenges. Uh, I understand that. Uh, so I'm, I am a nurse. So of course, you know, I do <laughs> care plans um, that get you from point A to point B um, sort of thing. Um, and I've helped women who have, you know, injuries from uh, knees to hips to ankles and whatnot, um, because I'm all about you doing the most that you can do. You're not comparing yourself to anyone else. You're doing what your body can do. When you're doing that, that means you're doing your best. And each time you will become better. But we're in no race. You're with yourself your whole life. Okay. So you have your whole life to continue to be your best. I love that. Well, you guys definitely go check out curvyfittricks.com. Look at the merch. She has some cute merch that booty shirt. I'm loving that booty shirt. Just going to say, y'all go check it out. You'll see what I'm talking about. Trina, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. I have one final question for you. Okay. And I ask this of every guest that comes on my show. Okay. If you could give one piece of advice to a young woman who is struggling with who they are as a plus size woman, what would it be? One piece of advice. I would say to accept who you are. This is very important that you accept who you are because who you are is lovely. Who you are is worthy. Who you are is love. Who you are is necessary. Plus size is just that. It's a size. You know, if they tell us tomorrow that there's no more plus size, there's no more plus size. You'll just be a woman at that size. <laughs> so just accept who you are and embrace who you are and know that, you know, you can be whoever you want at any time you want to. And there's nothing wrong. You are enough. I love that. Well, again, I want to thank you for coming on. You guys, I will be back next week with another amazing guest. Make sure you check out curvyfitchicks.com. Show Trinette some love. And I will see you all next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.